1: Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, is Aaron Flottam.
0: Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, I've been out of the loop a little bit here lately. Are are brewers doing well? Did they sweep somebody?
1: Yes. Yes, it's been fantastic for the brewers. And that's where I would love I mean, to spend the entirety of this podcast this week. Yeah, if because I we don't
0: want to talk about that other team from Milwaukee at all.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. but it's going right. to be a fun show, everybody. Um, it's just going to be super fun. And we're going to try to roll through this because uh, Aaron and I can't tolerate any edits this week. We just can't. Um, because No, we can't. <laughs> Aaron's had a very long weekend of actual work and uh, running new <laughs> ranges and being outside and I wasn't running
0: I was just trying to get through them. So. Oh yeah, uh,
1: surviving ranges is one thing too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's... No, they they redid, they redid the M4 qual. John, oh, did you hear fair. about that?
1: I I have. I obviously haven't experienced it since the the last revamping of the M4 qual. I know of was when they added the oh, kneeling position.
0: No. Now you have to start in a standing <laughs> position. Shoot. Get down into a prone unsupported position. Shoot the next nine targets. Then get up. Uh, no sorry get into a prone supported position for 10 more shots then get up into a kneeling prone position for 10 more shots and then a standing uh, supported position for 10 more shots after that oh. and that's after yeah it's uh and and now you're zero range instead of uh just you know nine and out nope you're gonna shoot uh, <laughs> five 10 15 20 20 30 shots to get off the zero range Jeez
1: minimal that's that's probably better because i mean when you and i got into the army we were still fighting the cold war i mean just no reason we'd already no we're still
0: no we're still shooting at the middle of targets john well it's just now there's multiple targets that look different because you know anyways yeah uh, but our 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 firing
1: range was essentially like hey for when you're in that trench shooting at something, like well, uh-huh. no. I mean, the qual the yeah.
0: range makes the qual range makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. The zero range makes zero sense.
1: Zero, got but, it.
0: Yeah, I mean the zero wow. range makes. I mean, I mean, all you got to do is make sure your weapon zeroed, right? No, now you have three targets to shoot at, and now you have a white diamond in the middle of a black circle. Oh, jeez. Which is actually the opposite color. Like, if you want to aim at something, it should be dark on white. Except they did it backwards. Oh, I, like so I said, good. I didn't want to do the podcast tonight because I knew I'd be mad about this. All right, let's get into the Brewers. Let's brewers, Just I didn't even suffer. get to see them. No. Brewers, I beat the back. We'll, we'll get our
1: opening out of the way here first and let everybody know that I was spending my Thursday driving to Madison and back to take my son to a football camp down at the, which was, I'll get into that briefly later on. But uh, also then I went to Nebraska Friday to take my son to the uh, Cornhuskers camp. And then drove back Saturday. So I've <laughs> just been in 90 plus degree heat watching other people play football and then driving <laughs> for the last several days. In so, air
0: conditioning? Were you driving in air conditioning? Because I didn't see air conditioning for three day. days, John.
1: Yep. I'm done with the army. I can do this now. It's nice I over know. here. Uh, it's nice over here, Aaron. And you'll be there someday. Anyhow, three, you can three follow- two, one do stop. Right. So yes. Just so everybody knows, you can follow this podcast on Twitter, and it's a lot like this. I think uh, the podcast is Scanny Johnny Pod at Johnny Pod. Of course, you can follow me at Not So Humble Host. I make it easy. I say it right at the top of the show every time. And Aaron, how do people follow you on Twitter if they need? You can, more? Find, me
0: at, you can find me at Cheddar Talk John at Cheddar Talk.
1: Perfect. That's right. If I'm you about. guys are looking for more of this wonderful back and forth, you should see us when we're talking to each other on Twitter. We're just as good. Anyhow, let's get kicked off right away. We're going to get into our main event, and we're going to start talking box just to make everybody happy. All right. So no, here we go. We <laughs> ah.
0: Starting things off with the main event.
1: All right. So it has gone terribly. <laughs> just terribly. Yeah. You can only laugh to, to avoid crying, basically, is, is what you do, because... Um, Man, the first game was was rough and the only hope he had was well, maybe maybe just six days off was was too much and they they couldn't do that. Maybe it's the worst day of shooting they've had the entire season and they'll get better. I mean, they didn't. But you know, that was your hope at the end of the first one. So here's I tried to go through it this way and looking at this the Bucks on uh, what the first game one? Game 1 ever they shot 6 of 30 from 3, which is 20%. Their season average is almost twice that. It's thirty-eight point nine percent. If they had shot thirty-eight point nine percent, that is eleven point six seven out of thirty. So eleven point six seven. So say it's just eleven baskets made in, additionally instead of you know six. Receiving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's eleven baskets made instead of six. Hey, that's five more threes. That's fifteen more points. They lost by less than fifteen. Mm-hmm. They could just shoot their season average. Uh, I mean, it could be twelve, but it's not. I mean, either way, it's like the, just the points they left on the floor from that alone, and then you take into this point as well. Um, they they had fouled way more than than the other than well by six, so it's twenty one fouls against the Bucks to fifteen they had, but they only shot eleven of nineteen from free throws. That was fifty seven point nine percent. Brooklyn shot eight of nine, so even though we shot nine. We shot ten more uh, free throws than they did. We only made three more. Uh, so, if we had shot our season average, which is seventy six percent as a team, uh, the Bucks would have made. Well, it's fourteen point four four. All right. So you say essentially you would have made fourteen more, fourteen uh, free throws instead of eleven. That's another three points. And you're like mm-hmm. eighteen points that the Bucks just couldn't get because they just could not play even an average game against this team. And it was not because, like, you know, Brooklyn was in their face. It, under they, their shot. Playing,
0: they played an above average game before the half, though. That's a, in game one. I, I, I didn't even see most of game two tonight, which I'm sure we're getting onto here pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Harden was out. He was lost early back to his hamstring. And that's, that's almost an that's addition. going to happen, like, when you can't strengthen the hamstring and you're just going to go play on a full time. Anyways. But uh, so, so Harden's out. And then besides all those statistics and everything else you just read off that were great and 100 blake griffin decided to become blake griffin again apparently he just went hi- hibernated in detroit for a couple of years and we didn't see any of this and now he's blake griffin again
1: yeah and so like the old this is exactly what we were now. afraid we were afraid would happen with with um the heat because they said heat, it last week yeah well and, and here's where i'm going with it. this is that Tonight in the blowout, just an absolute blowout, the Bucs continue to shoot terribly. 29.6% from three, 44% overall, and 44.4% from the free throw line. So it has nothing to do with being guarded better because they're not being guarded particularly well. Because Kyrie doesn't play defense. And and there's nobody yeah. on this team you're particularly afraid of as a defender. Like Kevin Durant is a great basketball player and an okay defender, and nobody's afraid of him. I mean, like he mm-hmm. has never gotten one vote for defensive player of the year because he's not that. And and Giannis could get to the rim at will in these games, and they so weren't doing they, it.
0: They called it in Game One too, like in the first half, they were getting to the rim and they just abandoned it for this perimeter shooting thing. And then <laughs> Kenny the Jet brought it up at halftime tonight on TNT. He showed you know like going down, going down, and the uh, they they the Nets were just passing it, and um there was a bad shot like but. Everyone was able to get down the court and be underneath the hoop, so the chance at of an offensive rebound. And then um, Griffin missed the three pointer, rebounded it, brought it back down the court, and Drew Holiday hucked it up, and all the Bucks were still behind him, and he's still behind the three point line. How do you get an offensive rebound off that? Yeah. There's no passing, nothing, and they're panicking. It's absolute panic. It's chaos at the disco, John. <laughs> Not panicking. Doors just- swing in
1: in this game the the game 2 they had the same um they had the same uh defensive rebounds they both teams had 33 In game 1 the bucks won on defensive rebounds like that mm-hmm. that that should be huge well i say i'm sorry uh, offensive rebounds is the bigger one though it's like on offensive rebounds the bucks beat them in game 1 15 to 6 uh in game mm-hmm. 2 uh, 11 to 9 getting your own rebounds the bucks still did better even though they weren't really playing, well, the for Bucks it.
0: came out strong. They led. They led uh, into the third quarter, right? Yeah,
1: is that one. Uh, yeah, in that game. They yeah, type... they were, no, that game. In game one. I mean... Game one. They were at least close. I mean, it was two points at half. Yeah. They went back and forth. They got some leads in, in some of those places, but just yeah. By the end of the third quarter, you knew the game was over, just because they could yeah. not hit a shot to save their soul. This game too, yeah. and it is just they've gone cold. They've just really gone mm-hmm. cold. They aren't making shots even when it's open, it doesn't matter. Uh, and they're, they're hucking shots up to, I mean, at halftime, Chris Middleton was three for 11.
0: I mean, yeah, that's nobody's they're, they're not creating good shots. And so, and so now after the first series where coach Bud is, you know, Hey, what now uh, game, g- game planning master now, I mean, what's going no. on? Like that, that well, the second game. The first game was hard enough to watch game two even though I like how the second half it was, it was really hard to watch.
1: It was terrible. There's just nothing going on. Like they were nowhere ever yeah. in it. They were never in this game. No. It, th- this is reaching heat level. You know, we're like first game. You're like, Oh, I could see some things. We can pick this up. Maybe it'll be a six game series. And now you're like, we may be done in, in two more. I mean, the bucks got to go home yet. They're going to go play in five serve. We'll see. But it's as if they're all
0: getting paid off by the league to lose the games.
1: It's also like Coach Boone does not know how to coach this team. Antetokounmpo got 31 minutes in Game 2. 31. He shot 50% from the floor. He's 0 of 3 from 3. But it's like 30. Our starters are not playing starters minutes. Portis gets 17 minutes. 22 minutes for Bryn Forbes. 14 minutes for Connington. Nobody among the starters got to 35 minutes. Not one. I mean, and that's when you're losing. I guess are we just sitting there once we've decided it's it's a loss? I, it's crazy, but I mean, like Durant played 33, 34 for Irving, um, and uh, 30 for uh, for Harris, and we had you know Middleton and Holiday playing 34 and 31 for Giannis. Giannis isn't playing the minutes Durant was playing in a game where he was blowing us out, and he could
0: rest. Well, and then uh, uh, the the world famous Rob Perez, worldwide Wob. As we all know him on uh, Twitter, said, Thank heavens, Bud kept PJ on the bench for the last half hour to protect him from picking up that third foul. He's going to yeah. need those when they're down 40 and the Nets are so bored in the fourth query that they're playing knockout against themselves.
1: It's exactly right. Like, he's not he sitting them the first for foul trouble. He's not sitting them for foul trouble. They have never been in foul trouble. Durant got to five fouls, I think, the other day and was still on the floor. I don't got know
0: what... four fouls early in the third quarter yep. and Steve Nash left him out there. I mean, so what are you gonna do? Oh, I mean, you're gonna walk away with oh, at the end of the day, you're gonna go, hey, we lost the game. But you know what? PJ had two fouls left to give. I'm doing good.
1: <laughs> he finished the game with two fouls in this one. Yeah, I know. Just unbelievable. And it's just it's a ridiculous way of playing. Yeah, the thing is just you're not hitting your shots. They're, they're not shooting well and then there's just nothing We're else not Stevens he's
0: he's head office now in boston so
1: yeah no they, I mean they just aren't shooting what are you going to do if you' just you aren't shooting i mean you have to get comfortable the bucks have to find a way to get comfortable and, and and are they on their own heads at this point there's two straight games where they have shot about the worst they have all season I haven't seen them put toge- together just two games like this since last year against Miami and you just wonder, like, you know, was a week off too much? Does Boo just not know what he's doing when he's in rough games? He's great in games where they have a chance to just blow him away. But the idea he's just sitting starters for tremendous amounts of time. What is he saving them for? There's not a tomorrow. This is the playoffs, buddy. Come on, just I don't get it. Um This isn't Detroit. This is the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs! Playoffs.
0: Oh, I got that.
1: Yeah, if, if if they lose this round, Bud's gone, right? Right. I mean, I don't know how I you mean, keep him if yeah. he, if he loses this I one. Mean, I,
0: I mean, you lost that game by forty. Yeah. You you. But shown... I mean, I mean, I mean, one of the minority owners, Aaron Rodgers, isn't even in Wisconsin right now. So I mean, I'm sure they can't vote
1: to get him out. So yeah, yeah, because they can't do that kind of thing by Zoom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean I I don't know like but. But the question always is, you know, who else are you going to get? I don't and know. That's but why it, I lived to earlier. I'm like, I said, well, Brad Stevens is in the front office now, so you can't get him. What yeah. are you going to do? Go get Spolstra? I mean, who's the next hot topic coming up here?
1: I don't know, but if this guy's not the answer, you do something else. I mean, how do you? Right? I mean, like, it, I guess that's my take is, like, he's given you three years of playoffs with essentially the best team in basketball and has failed to reach – finals he's not gone to one finals he's had a guy who's a two-time mvp they went out and changed the roster to get him more talent up front he's got drew holiday middleton Antetokounmpo. DeCumpo. they even went out and got him some defensive stoppers and stuff like that and and it's just he still can't get this done and i don't want to hear the stupid garbage from the east coast about like is is this nets team the greatest team ever assembled you're like no just no I don't know. Maybe maybe we should ask
0: the Packers on how to deal with this situation. Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just if they're doing this, it means multiple
0: time, multiple time MVP can't get past the finals or can't get past a championship game in the East or West.
1: Yeah, but two years ago, they went to an Eastern Conference final last year, second round this year, second round. If that's what it goes with, you are not just maintaining, you are falling back. And if they get swept this year, especially, you are falling back. You are were you are further from the championship. Like the the Packers were exactly where they were a year go- ago. Like yeah. there's only one team in they're, this entire league exactly that where be they've
0: been for a whole decade.
1: Well, there's only one team in the league that can beat you. It changed which team it was, but there right. was only one team that was really going to beat you. Well, maybe two. Was, it was the, Kansas there, City. That
0: yeah. was, was the best sign of Wikipedia right after the Packers lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> where they said or someone went in and edited was. Uh, the uh, NFC Championship game is the annual game where one team gets to defeat the Green Bay Packers for the honor to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Yes. Let's no. Try. I mean, no. I'm I'm 100 on board, but it's I I mean we're all defeat all defeat this Pat or all defeat Wisconsin fans at this point. It's like, what else are you gonna do? I mean, what else are we gonna do? Okay, so we fired Bud, and then what? You know, who's the next guy up? What who are we gonna go hire?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure right now. I'm just I'm focusing on this. Um, you know, there's other people out there. There's there's guys who are backups. There's you know like there's there's I mean, guys least, sitting on the benches.
0: We're not the Timberwolves. We're not some <laughs> we're, we're not some other organizations that yeah, can't no, even make it. I'm not
1: trying to I sound mean, like a spoiled Bucks fan with all our wonderful years of history with their one championship, but still, it's like it, it's more that you know. How I'm,
0: dare I'm, you speak ill of <laughs> Jack Sigma
1: and Frank Burkowski. I will not speak ill of Frank Burkowski. Um, a basketball player with brick in his name who still made it yeah. to the NBA. I mean, that's that guy's got chutzpah.
0: I mean, he, <laughs> he made the Lego movie. He really did. <laughs> oh, wait.
1: No. no. Wrong. Sorry. No, it's, it's – look, and I'm only saying like if you get swept, I think you just have to because it's kind of you, – you've kind of lost people at that point. Who's gonna believe in the coach who keeps you know getting you further from the playoffs every year? It's it's more that it's like they they aren't done yet. And this is where we're gonna give you we're gonna give you that touch of hope, everybody, that little touch of hope. Because the Bucs still have to go home. You know, like what they've done is they lost a, a fairly reasonable game where they played terribly. Just terribly. And the first game against Miami where they played terribly, they still happened to win. This one they lost. Um, this one they played. Just as bad, but somehow, you know, Brooklyn did that thing that is exactly the Bucks' biggest weak point, which is if you're going to hit your threes, it's over. The Bucks can't win if you hit your threes because they do not guard that line. And the the Nets hit 50% tonight, 21 of 42. Are you kidding me? You can't beat that. But if the Bucks come out tomorrow, you know, in, in a couple days here, go back to Milwaukee, play at five serve and hit 20. If they hit 20 yep. of, of 43, We're, they're going to win. And then we'll and, then you're like oh it's 2 to 1 we got another game at home let's figure this out you know it's like they still have a chance in this it's not over yet but this game is hard to handle this game here 125 yeah. to 86 that is hard to swallow
0: <laughs> I mean it, it it's and and so I have to. what I have to ask you next to is so like so let's say the 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 bucks pull it off and or not pull it off but pull it close and they go uh and they lose in 7 yeah. Does that secure him a new job, like he got back into it, or is that just like game over, man, game over? And the, I other, think it's close, and the other thing, to do, and and to follow up on what you're saying about like the Brooklyn at the end was literally just dropping five dudes down by the net, yeah, and just saying, we're gonna we're gonna defend the net because we know you can't shoot, yeah, and here we are, just like last year, yeah, it's and and. and if this I is... never see Giannis Akunatumbo ever attempt another three pointer, <laughs> I'll be happy. He shouldn't be shooting three pointers.
1: Either that or he should learn how to do, do it. If he's gonna shoot threes, Sha- he should really he- learn how to do it.
0: No, you are Shaquille O'Neal. Embrace he's the Shaquille O'Neal. But he's no, not. but he is. No, he's more athletic than Shaquille O'Neal is. Yeah. But you know what? Shaquille O'Neal's HOF. Be a more athletic Shaquille O'Neal. Stop shooting three pointers. Own the inside. Own all of that. Like inside ten feet. Inside fifteen feet. Like don't pretend don't stop shooting three pointers. I can go Giannis. shooting like, threes. I just what do what you, accompli- what, are you accompli-
1: what is he accomplishing by doing that? Yeah, I don't I, I can give him Least I asked you four questions. You have to go back to the first question. Um, uh, what is he doing? Threes. What is <laughs> he shooting? that? I, they may have been very similar questions. It's hard to keep up. Um, no, said, I'm okay I with that. that I don't think he's Shaq though, because Shaq's style of play is very different. Than, it's not just more athletic. <laughs> he's more of a driver. Like he thrives more on moving with the ball in his hand than just going into a low block and then eating your soul. Cause Shaq, you couldn't play him in the low post because he could just physically dominate you. And to a point, Giannis can do that, but that's not really his game to just catch the ball on the block and and do something with it there. He's He's, more catch the ball at the elbow and then drive to the lane or, you know,
0: seven, seven foot Russell, Russell Westbrook. We say that every week.
1: There we go. Yeah. But, but your points well taken. he's, He's, there's points here where he should have just been able to focus on what he does. He definitely in game one, he just stopped. I don't know why they stopped doing it. Like They could not stop him. And like he stopped getting the ball in the rotation, and they really focused on just like, we got to get this ball to Connington and Forbes so they can shoot O of 32 today because they were not shooting anything. Brent Forbes, is, I mean, he came back today with a better game, but that first game was just abysmal. And some of this is like when the Bucks played Miami, there were several games like uh, Brooke Lopez in the first several games was not good. And mm-hmm. but there were always two players who were kind of on, and and that was good enough to blow away that team. Mm-hmm. There's there's not one player who's on on this Bucks team right now. Um We had n- one bench player, uh, Bryn Forbes, got to ten points. Um I mean, he was a mm-hmm. negative twenty-two in the plus-minus, but I mean, nobody got to twenty. Nobody was on for this team, and you need at least two guys who are kind of on. I mean, w- one of the games was like. Lopez and Bryn Forbes carried the team to an overwhelming victory because, you know, Lopez got you 25 and Forbes gets you 22 or whatever. And you're like, all right, well, it makes it a lot easier for the fact that that was a game where Giannis wasn't shooting particularly well and things weren't going great for Holiday on the offensive side, but two guys could really carry you for, you know, 50 of the points you needed or something. We're getting none of that. Nobody's having a good time. It's two straight games of not a single player being on. So...
0: No, the first half. The first half of Game One, the Bucks were on. Yeah, re- they were. They were kind like at least said, in it, and they were getting and they were doing what they can do. And Brooke Lopez was down underneath, just rattling the rim, and I mean, it was great. It was looking really good. Net lead just deteriorated. Yeah, they kind of gave ditty, up on ditty, doing those ditty, things. Ditty. Yeah, and they just gave up on it. Now, like at the when I stopped watching this game two in the second half. Hucking threes and nobody—they don't care. It's they—they they don't care. They're listless. They don't care. They're we're past this and uh, let's get back home. And we're it's yes. just they gotta it, get the, home. The, the, ap- the, you could, the apathy was literally pouring out of the screen onto the floor. The first question I asked you though is: so if they manage <laughs> to make it to game seven, do we? Do, does Bud yeah, still um, get?
1: I almost uh, don't that at that point. Us. I almost don't at that point. Because, I mean, that takes a lot. That would mean he'd made some changes, and maybe they just lose. I mean, that's different than just getting walked out of the, the stadium like they did today. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would change it for me. I don't know if that it changes it for the team. And I know that it won't change it for 85 to 92% of Bucks fans. It just right. won't. A lot of them want him gone now. A lot of them wanted him gone after last year. I'm... I'm slower on the trigger to fire people just because I guess it's just personality trait. I I don't necessarily Mm want to see people fired. Um, And this is a good team. It's been great to watch this team the last several years. It's been a lot of fun to have that.
0: He's not toxic. You fire toxic people. Yeah. He
1: doesn't ruin things. He just, there's just points of it where you're like, I don't understand why you did that. Um, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean like Mike McCarthy drove you crazy for years but it wasn't until at the end where he really started fighting with the media that you're like, man, why don't you just shut up? You're really walking yourself out of here. And mm-hmm. I mean, beforehand, you're like, I don't know why he keeps doing this. He seems really predictable. I could sit there with my son and be like, we're in this formation. Watch him do this run. You're like, we're going to run left. Right. We're like, oh, we're going to this is going to be a play action. but We definitely don't run out of this formation. He gets predictable, but you... It, won't. Might, it, actually,
0: it actually the most unpredictable thing that Matt Lafleur has ever done is <laughs> kick that field goal because we were like, my <laughs> God, man! <laughs> this is why we love you. You... Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: No, I think at that we, point, we though...
0: We love you, Matt.
1: I wow. wouldn't be as upset with Boot at that point because I'd be like, well, working your way back on one, if you're down 0-2 and you work back yeah. to 3-4, that oh. means you won Ooh. three of the last five. But yeah, yeah it just point, means yeah. you dug a hole for yourself that you couldn't get out of, but you almost did. <laughs> but yeah, no, I
0: mean, actually, if they were to get to game seven at this point, then you'd go, oh, well, good on you for getting this yeah. one back. So
1: hey, if they win this series, we extend them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> just nobody agrees with me out there who's listening. But yeah, we we, we should have bet on this one because I, well, lost, I suppose
0: yeah. if the Bucks the sweep, they could still win in six like you
1: thought. I said five. I said five. Buc- because oh, I was going hard, I was going hard with then, how they were playing before, and they aren't doing then any of it then, now.
0: Then you're out. Because I'm out. now I'm doing yeah. only. I, I said Bucks and seven.
1: So. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and that's fair. I just, I'll still I, lose, but yeah, yeah this one just—just just how they're shooting, just—it's just an impossibility. You, don't lose, you don't
0: lose by forty points and come back in a series.
1: This was embarrassing.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Er, I mean, this this game was embarrassing for the Bucks, and it was uh, a tough run at the end, and uh, it's just bad. It's bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It was like
1: terrible. It that was just terrible. Terrible.
0: Man. I don't like what's going on. Uh, that that was a poor display. Man, what,
1: what was all that out there? It was just terrible. No, but anyhow, yeah. You no, know, Bucks don't you have know, to play those, again
0: until the tenth. Those, those, those Bucks played really bad tonight. I don't. I don't want to know what they were doing out there, but that was that was terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done. Well done. We well, still play for three days. they play I, yeah. again on the 10th of yeah, June. And so they get three days to think about what they've done and go to their room. Because they're going back home. They'll get two games at home. Yeah. And then we'll see where they are. And, uh, and plan their uh,
0: postseason trips to the Cancun.
1: Uh, Yeah, game. Wow, that's interesting. So game four is in Milwaukee on the 13th. And it says game five is on the 14th back in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. A, a one day turnaround with travel? Huh. By the way, June 14th, also the Army birthday. And Flag Day, which for is to also fight for
0: the right and to build the nation's might.
1: Yeah. It's also the uh it's also Flag Day, which was uh first celebrated in Wisconsin. Uh was it oh shoot, Wabika? I think it's Wabika, Wisconsin. It was like the home of the first Flag Day. And you of would, course
0: you would beat me. You would have beat me on that one in quiz bowl Because I did not know that
1: (laughs) I've been to the spot There was a school where a teacher had it And they have a bust of him over You can go visit the site Mm -hmm. But yeah, also um, one of the coolest Simpsons bits Where Homer is writing um, Fortune cookie things Because he finds them all terrible So he's writing his own fortune cookie uh, things And and everyone loves Mm -hmm. them And Mr. Burns gets the You will meet your true love on flag day Just just (laughs) one of the best lines ever you you imagine getting a fortune cookie and you're like, "You will meet your true love on Flag Day," and then Mr. Burns does, but it's also kind of because Homer's trying to make it happen so his fortune comes true. <laughs> but anyhow, all right, we'll move on to something happier. We're going to talk. We're going to talk over the Brewers now because the Brewers have been fun <laughs> recently. It's been really good. Um, they they had like we we just last week when we were recording they had that rough loss that ended the the nice little win streak they had going for them but yeah no the brewers the brewers have had a, a four-game sweep here of the uh of, of the diamondbacks uh, which included a couple of really fun games um they got Corbin Burns 13 strikeouts yesterday in, in a 2 to nothing win i think they were two home runs right uh 7 to yeah,
0: 5 did Burns
1: get to win in that one? I wasn't a
0: part yeah. of that one, so.
1: Yeah, he did. It oh, was did. also okay. okay. Uh Hank I Aaron mean, Bobblehead from the 70s, Hank Aaron Bobblehead day.
0: Because because if there's a team that could figure out how to lose a game for Corbin Burns, it is in yeah. a 2-0 game, it'd be the Brewers.
1: <laughs> it was going to say, I think at this point is it Corbin Burns and Josh Hader have the same number of wins?
0: Give me a second here. I Corbin. think
1: Corbin's three and four, correct? I do believe you're crap. Haters three and oh. <laughs> I remember seeing that before. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So they get it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So the one we were he's talking three about, and
0: four. he's three and four this year with a one nine seven at ERA <laughs> he's with 10 games pitched.
1: Uh, so yeah, the, the game, I, I went to the game on Memorial day. They beat the tigers in, in the walk-off by Urias. Um, Ground rule double walk off, which was fantastic and very exciting uh, kind of game, but then they lost the next one, which was the game that uh, was on the day we recorded because we recorded it on Tuesday, no game Wednesday, and then they take four straight against the Diamondbacks, including a near no hit by uh, by fastball Freddie Peralta. Uh, just he was mm-hmm. so close he got was it seven and a third innings, and then he gave up a hit. Uh, he gave up a his, his single, and then they, they pulled him, and that guy ended up coming around. No, it was a walk followed by a single, which put runners at the corners is what it was. Pulled him See, out. That's what, that's... What's that? Sorry. Go uh, ahead. I was that, so the one hit, you pull him out, but the one run did come in to score, so it goes against him. In seven and one-third, he gave up one run. But, yeah, he got to, I think it was like 107, 105 pitches or something like that. Uh just yeah, no hit into the seventh and uh that was it was or into the eighth. He that, got that's, that's,
0: that's, one the, that's one of the things that kind of makes me mad about council is like let him finish the inning. Like he's gotten to that point that far. Like why not let him finish the inning? Like I know he's at one oh five.
1: I would have been I more mean, you don't wanna you don't wanna risk that he's gotten to the point where it's falling apart now and that you give him the opportunity that he might lose it. You make well, sure you how, get how, the win how, for him.
0: Well, let him lose his own game then. <sighs> yeah, just no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. at that point when you still, when you're seven and one third no hit innings, like I I didn't even watch the game, but like it just kind of makes me mad at the same point. Like instead, somebody a run a, a run came on on his. I mean, was he pitching that bad at that point, or was what would what was the situation?
1: Well, I think he was pitching badly, but it's a lot of pitches. Uh, they're seeing the ball better because it was a walk and a hit right away. Mm-hmm. And you it, it kind of worry about some of that. I mean, he he had walked through most of that, that pretty well. He'd only had, I believe, was it three walks in the game? I'd have to go back into the things. But he had like three or four walks by that point then.
0: I, I, I love that everybody throws all that information out the window when it's a no-hitter until he did that.
1: Yeah, well, because if you're under and he's still dominant, but the problem is once you get over 100 – Your third time through the batting order already, you know, because you're you're there into your fourth time through. The the odds of those hits coming more, you know, faster and more frequently at that point, especially, are very much against you. Going with the metrics on it, I I get it. It's like he's thrown a lot of pitches. It's not quite hitting like it used to. Make sure he gets his win. I mean, like, if he he was going for a no-hitter, you leave him in. You don't touch it. And I don't think Council would have because he's been around. I, I know he likes the metrics, but he's not going to interfere with a no hitter. I just I, I whoa, would have trouble whoa, believing he'd do that.
0: Ask Ask, Car- ask Burns about you know getting pulled and getting the win after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you give yourself the best chance to make sure that your your starting pitcher gets that win after he's done all that work. You wouldn't want to have him do that and then have it blow up you like he a did, no did, hitter did, through did seven. Freddie,
0: did 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 Freddie Peralta let that run in, or did the reliever that came in after him let that run in?
1: Well, the reliever after him, because there were no outs and a runner on third, he did manage to get the one across. So yeah, I mean the reliever let that okay. run in, but you know Freddie put two guys on base without getting an out. That anything? No, he got one out. I'm sorry. So you got one out. Oh, no. So,
0: oh, so you're already going backwards on this one, John?
1: I'm really okay. not. It's the I, right I choice. Mean, like, I mean, I just
0: why not? What the heck? I mean, <laughs> what's what's the what, what's the hurt in it? I mean, I mean, we're so quick to pull Corbin Burns out of the game because we don't want to burn his arm out. He's three and four, and he should be nine and zero oh, and a Cy Young candidate. And he's probably not going to get the Cy Young because he's he's got the run support though. That's a losing a... record at this point.
1: Well, it's the run support. Thing. And the losing record doesn't matter, and we've already seen that because Felix Hernandez got one with with a losing record. One, one, one. 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 Right. He got one when he was pitching like this. Actually, he was pitching better than this, too, I think. He or, was around pitching this, pitching way and he got, he got a no-hitter in there, too. So. Okay. Well, then Burns can do that. But the, the thing is, like, yeah, it's hurt that he didn't get run support. You got run support this game. Get the win. He's not there to coach your feelings. He's there to manage and get wins. It's the right move to make sure you get the win. And okay. I think right. Freddie was All right. kind of at right. right. the end of his
0: room. You signed the contract. You just sign the contract at the bottom. You're okay with this. You're okay with mediocrity. It was a win. It's not you mediocrity. Did, you, you, I'm you good with winning. Hey, it's John, to win. you John, you just said in the last bit about the Bucks that you're pissed at Bood about keeping starters out of the game when you need people to win games for you. So at what point do you do that? Do you, would, do you let game, your starters yeah. and your stars play the games, or do you save them for a later day? Do you keep P.J. Tucker out of that game for most of the game, so he's not out there, or do you let your stars do what they need to do? I mean, what's the worst case, John? He well, gets hurt?
1: He gets what? No, the worst case is he gives up five runs that inning. You lose, and you never bring in hater, who's the guy you pay big money to. To play that ninth inning, you're keeping Giannis no, on the you know. bench in the fourth quarter. That's where you want to make this analogy. Let's make it a real baseball to basketball. No haters, your Giannis for the fourth quarter in the ninth. Like you want Hater. If you have got an option between 120 pitch Freddie Peralta and Hater, you pitch Hater, right? And you don't want to have even have to pitch Hater because you're up by four after that inning. So do I don't. I,
0: how many? How many had Freddie given up at that point
1: uh, when they pulled him out? Yeah. None. But he was at, let's see where he's I'm trying to double check where his pitches count. So he before. gave out none. Yeah, he was at 109 pitches. Okay. Um, and then of course Boxberger what, what actually that, gave that, up none, technically. <laughs> okay. And then they bring in Richards, who gave up none. So I mean there's there's he had nine strikeouts, so Boxburger got Hader, one.
0: Hader didn't even figure into that equation.
1: He didn't so have Richard, to. Hader, but... Because you didn't have to because you pulled out the guy who had 109 pitches. He's a young guy, early in the season, 109 pitches. I mean, if you want to have him be, Mm -hmm. what's his name, Pryor from the Cubs, who was great for three years and doesn't play baseball anymore because you ruined him by pitching him 150 pitches every game. (laughs) I mean, that's the other thing. You don't kill your pitcher early. Who who was that guy in the early 2000s? I forget his name. There There was Pryor for the Cubs. Remember that guy? He had like the gigantic calves, and everyone was talking about how he was going to be great forever. Oh, no.
0: I, I'm, I'm thinking of the— uh, And I think, Dusty Baker Ruin ruined our guy. him. No, a our guy, our guy that won a gold medal in the Olympics. Oh, um,
1: Ben Sheets. Ben Sheets. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. you didn't pitch him 120 pitches early in the season. You built him up to it because that's what people do. I, I mean, I just—you're trying to win the game, right? You've got an exhausted guy out there who's thrown 109 pitches, or you can just finish off the game. I, I don't know. I don't see the problem with, with doing I that. I, I'm just
0: being, I'm I'm just really being
1: I know. I mean it's worth having the discussion. I just I personally don't see why why you would bother leaving I think my immediate thought was I gave I, up the I head, have, John, I, take I have
0: off. sunstroke and I'm tired <laughs> and I'm argumentative right now. It's and good I good have for the been show. all day. And I got put in check four times today. So well, let's go. i like let's to do this.
1: It's worth having the discussion, right? If we just sat here and agreed all the time, it would also be boring. So It would be super boring. But yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, Uh, Peralta played a great game. The other thing that's fun here is uh, I think we're up to now in this series, Yelich, I think, had three home runs. He's he's up to three home runs now. His first home run was game one of the series. I was
0: around for game one. That was a huge bomb. That was great.
1: So that's fantastic. This is step one. It's like. We were talking a couple weeks ago. We are like, get Yelich back, and if Yelich can start hitting, we're going to be feeling a lot better. And then Hira is going to come up with him, and if Hira can start hitting like he's been doing, we're going to feel good. Oh, Keston Hira is going back down to AAA now. It's been announced today, Monday. He's going back down to AAA, where, of course, he will have a 1.275 uh, OPS. He'll be batting 421. And we'll bring him back up and he'll strike out two times a game. It's, I don't understand it. It's the one of the weirdest things. There's just something something going on in his head where he just isn't hitting in Major League pitching. Because, I mean, like that gap, like we talked about before, that gap between AAA and, and Major League is not so big that you should be like batting, you know, 350 in one and 130 in the other. It just, I don't know. It. Just, I, what do you think's going on with him right now, Aaron?
0: With with Hero?
1: Yeah. Uh it, it's I'm
0: uh what I well it <laughs> let's go into my own personal life here real quick. Oof, so when when, when you're uh when you're uh when you're getting slammed on everybody and everyone's looking down on you and uh you're trying to do everything everyone wants you to do, along with doing things you're not comfortable doing with because you were brought up an outfielder, but your shoulder doesn't work, so you move to second base, and now you're at first base, and uh, you go out there and you do a really good job right off the bat. Like, hey, I'm hitting 303. I'm a rookie. Hey, whatever. You're the savior of this of the organization. <laughs> we're going to put everything on you now. Hey, we're going to move you here. We're going to do this, do that, and everything else. And the kid, he's a kid, yeah. and so many people are absolutely 100 percent counting on him for t- to be the savior because he is the only homegrown talent that the brewers have everybody else is brought in top to bottom <laughs> name one other john name one other that is not brought in
1: yes well i guess technically Lorenzo cain lorenzo well, cain came up with the brewers and then we traded him to kansas city and yeah. When he had the chance to come stop. back, he anyway, did. But that's, yeah,
0: stop, stop asking on my point. Anyways, <laughs> I'm trying uh, here. You're just correct,
1: Freddie Peralta. <laughs> so,
0: our so, so, pitching. So, Freddie Peralta. Yes, it's exactly. Just our pitching. But I mean, the, 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 kid, the kid's got so much pressure on him to be the only Brewers talent, and he's not at a position that he's even comfortable with. Nobody, and and nobody gives him a chance whatsoever. The kid needs to be sent down to Single A for like three months <laughs> and just sit there and just hit balls out of the park and feel good about himself again. Be- no, and it's not like even this. demotion. Like just take the pressure off the kid and stop talking about him. Because you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna bury him as Brewers fans and then three years down the road he's gonna surface with the Red Sox or the Dodgers or <laughs> the Astros and he's gonna be a Banging three thirty, because you because unlike unlike all those other teams, all those other good teams, you were completely relying on him, and they don't have to rely on him. They have big budgets. He can come up and he'll be smoking. He'll be smoking doubles in the World Series, and we'll all be going like, "What went wrong in Milwaukee?" Oh my! I don't know what the heck we were doing wrong down here. It's like because you because everyone expected the world of him and he shouldn't have that burden on his shoulders. Cause you know what? You got Yelich got Kane. You got other people yeah. that should be taking the brunt yeah. of that. And instead yeah. it, it's all, I daddy here, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Blah. Everybody's trying to are. make him have to be a bigger star than, than Yelich or anything like that. I, I don't know if it's that far, but yeah, I can see that point. Cause it's clearly like, At first, we thought it was, well, they got a book on him. Like, there's a couple pitches he really is not good at. But, I mean, he's not hitting the pitches he was good at at this point. And it's really only up here. Um, I don't know if it's a difference in in crowds or if it's just, you know, like you say, the pressure or any other thing that's going on. I think it's fair to also say that he's got a fan favorite who's sitting at first base um, who's not better than him but is the fan favorite. Um, (laughs) You know, just sitting there and it's also possible you know like he's got it like if he had like a wide receiver rooms and these things like that like if he goes hangs out in like the first base area type stuff I mean there's just not room for him it just might not be comfortable like you can't you can't share much space with Vogelbach because he is all the space you know (laughs) that's obviously not I'm not being serious about any of that but it's just there might be something to it where part of the problem is just he's got to share limelight with a guy that people are like, well, just put in Vogelbach. We love Vogelbach for no reason. There's no reason for people to love him as much as they do, but he's, he's butter because
0: he's because he's chubby and white and he's short chubby and white. And he's from, he looks like he's from Wisconsin.
1: My name's so. Daniel and I hit dingers. Yeah. <laughs> I he, just want him to do that looks, on the screen. He, he at looks, some point.
0: He looks, he looks like them. That's yep. why they like Vogelbach.
1: Well. He doesn't look like any human being and I've and ever they, met,
0: and, and they don't like and they don't like Hira because they don't. He doesn't look like that.
1: I don't. I don't think that people don't like Hira. I think people are very actively rooting for Hira, and don't understand why it's not working. But there's a difference between that and just you know the, you know like there's always like that guy you're kind of like man I love this guy he's not the best player on the team but he seems cool and fun, um you know like a Jeff Janis type or you, Jim Gantner who was. Nice and cool, but or Rob Deere. You're like, Rob Deere's fun because he hits home runs. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's an okay outfielder. Right. And he's, just, he, <laughs> he he le- he's just named like three white dudes. This is like just, average white dudes. Well, it well in baseball, there was a lot of white dudes. And yeah, it's hard to find like a fan favorite kind of guy in, in football in a lot of cases, because most people just root for the stars. So there's not a lot of guys who are like, We really enjoy this. Well, I guess. Donald Driver would be one. The, the hero worship around yeah, Donald Driver time. is not as good as his actual play. Like he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not even he doesn't sniff the NFL Hall of Fame, but his image around Green Bay is way bigger than he ever was as an actual player. He was around for those big times and he was a good player. But he was never oh. he was never as good as Jordy was. And no, Donald is way more loved.
0: Ab- but but Donald Driver has one of the number one HOF plays of all time. When he was late in his career, wearing the Acme Packer jerseys against the San Francisco (laughs) 49ers.
1: Yeah. My God. Yeah. Just look it up, folks, if you haven't seen it yet. And his story was great. And, you know, like in terms of stories. And his personality was so big and just friendly. And everybody just loved seeing him. He's Alcorn, right? Yeah. Alcorn State. Yeah. And and just, you love the guy like him who is like, nobody's enjoying the fact that he's here more than he is. And I think that's Daniel Vogelbach because Daniel Vogelbach's like, here I am, I ah, hit dingers, and you know, when he gets a hold mm-hmm. of one, you are like, great, but you also know that he's he's going to miss a lot, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. he's got he's got kind of one thing he does, and uh, he's an okay first baseman, but God, do I love trying to yeah. see him every time I see him field one, I was like, is he going to get to that base before the runner? Maybe. Oh, there he did it, and you are kind of amazed by that. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's, it, I don't think it has anything to do with Vogelbach. I think that that's somewhere in there. It's the fact that some people would rather see Vogelbach just because he's, he's a fun circus show. Still, at the end of the day, I think that it just boils down to everybody wants Hero to be successful and everybody wants him to get back. And I think we're just mostly disappointed that we didn't see it this time, especially with after how well everything had been going down in AAA last time. So... Hopefully he gets it together and he can come back up and and figure things out here again. Uh, Got some time to hopefully continue this hot streak as we keep going here. Uh, The Brewers are going to have three on the road against the Reds. Then they're going to come home for three against the Pirates and three more against the Reds before going and playing in Colorado and Arizona again. And then Colorado at home and the Cubs at home to finish out the month. So there's a chance that if the Brewers can keep some of this going, if they can find some more runs along the way, Gelich keeps hitting like he's, Kind of been hitting recently, and we can get a little bit more out of some of these guys. Uh, Narvaez has been playing very well. Maybe we can get a little bit more production out of um, Urias. And I'll have to admit it that um, the Adamas trade has been fantastic. Um, he's added a lot of power into that position, and uh, he's he's made some really good plays. the The tag where he kept his hand his glove on the the base runner all the way through second on the steal, where the throw was not in time, but the tag still got him. Um, just lots of good plays that we're getting from Adamas and very happy to see that. I kind of wish we hadn't had kind of the route it took to get to Adamas, but it's still been, been a nice road here. Um, either way, hopefully the Brewers can keep winning and keep the rest of us happy. Um, what we're going to do now is actually, I know Aaron's got to, got to take off now. He's got some other things to attend to. So I'm going to cut into, um, a last call segment, but it's going to be kind of more of our normal stories, but, um, kind of off season. So. Uh, It'll be just me going forward here, but uh, thank you very much. Uh, glad to have Aaron with us as much as we can. We're always glad to have him uh, whenever we can get him, and understandably he does have to go now. But we're going to kick everything back off and do the segment we lovingly call, Our Last Call.
0: Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for The Last Call.
1: All right, last call this week. I'm going to start off with a little bit of Badgers talk, a little Badger football. Uh, Badgers actually hosted some of their football camps this week, and uh, it's kind of a fun thing to get into. It's it's good to feeling more normal. Uh, I have a 15-year-old who was, and he's been on the show. A lot of people have heard him before already. My, my son, uh, my oldest son, we took him down to the Badgers uh, all positions camp and ran some stuff there. It was a very hot day. Uh, no shade. They did a small portion of it in, uh, at least, you know, in shells, you know, shoulder pads and helmet. And uh, it, w- it was a good exercise. I'll tell you, it was it was also fun to watch if you're trying to see some of the people uh, coming up here. We also then went down to the Nebraska uh, camp as well. Uh, two days later, we were in Lincoln and uh, did that camp, which was completely unpadded. <laughs> I'll tell you, unfortunately, the Nebraska facilities, uh, th- those practice facilities were better um, they have an indoor facility which is a full football field just a full indoor field um, nice new next turf then they have next to that an outdoor field of next turf and then next to that an outdoor field of grass each of these a full 100 yard field with both end zones and field goals so yeah that was massively impressive to see It's very cool um, the Badgers have a, a nice indoor facility. It's not as big as what Nebraska had and not as tall It's the McLean center, but, uh, yeah, then they practice right on camp Randall. Um, the, the Nebraska, they don't practice on Memorial that, uh, in the Memorial stadium, they practice behind it in their gigantic practice facilities. But still, I, I guess the thing that kind of struck me was the, you know, the difference between the people who are showing up at these camps, um, I saw three different tight ends at this Badger camp, and I didn't get all their names off the top of my head. But man, three different guys I saw there who were just uh, just incredibly big—like three guys who were 6'5 and could move. And that's just weird to see when you're you're out there watching your kids, and then you just suddenly see like, well, let's just see what the the other side of the field here. And there's tight ends running against linebackers, and you're just like, holy cow, who is that man amongst boys? Um. Yeah, but there was also three different quarterbacks. It was reported by uh, Bucky's fifth quarter. that There were three different quarterbacks at the camp the day I was there were four-star quarterbacks, uh, two of which have composite scores, putting them in the top ten. So, yeah, it's been very interesting that way, seeing the amount of talent at some of these camps um, and the difference in the talent too as well because there were a lot of, man, like 25% in each camp was just quarterbacks. Uh, and some of them were clearly just guys trying to get a little bit more practice edge, but some of them were really good uh, at the Badger camp, at least, and a couple of good ones at the Nebraska camp, too. But it gets into this, too, is college football right now is trying to quickly do all the recruiting for this year. Normally, they would have been doing a lot of visits. They would have had the whole football season. They would have been at live games. They would have been bringing in people to watch their games, but you know, they were playing to empty stadiums. They were playing to mostly empty stadiums at least. And they weren't doing in person contact to meet with their their um their players. So they are now that they're being opened up to have full contact with recruits again. They're just they're having a hard time trying to fit everything in now. They're trying to just, you know, forty pounds of sand into a five pound sack to make it a, a clean metaphor for everybody. But they're they're just trying to do visits the whole way through they're trying to get as many guys into camp if you're following badger recruiting twitter right now it's like six guys a day saying hey got my visit today um i actually met and talked with the father of a uh he's the 59th or 56th rated athlete in the upcoming uh 2023 class so he's going into his senior year and uh he run. I was talking to his dad. His dad said uh, by the end of this season, his junior year here, he was running a 10.8 hundred meter dash. Uh, He's a six foot, 380 pound wide receiver. He is the number one recruit in the state of North Dakota. His dad's from Baldwin, Wisconsin. And uh, his dad actually knows like the linebacker coach. And so that's why he was there, but he's getting recruited fairly hard by um, Nebraska and Wyoming and also, you know, North Dakota State as well made an offer. Uh, also, West Point made him an offer, which was kind of an interesting one, too. He was kind of thinking about it. But yeah, it was interesting stuff. Um, I mean, that's a guy that apparently has not gotten enough attention from Wisconsin scouts to to make him. You know, his dad wants him to go to Wisconsin. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the school he would like him to go to, but the Badgers haven't offered him. They have invited him to camps and stuff like that. They've talked to him. They've had contact with coaches, but there's not an offer. And like Coach Frost is going to meet with him one on one and on the field and do you know, a private session. He hasn't gotten that from Chris yet. But I'll tell you, also, the talent level at that Wisconsin camp was higher. It was it was fun to see. Um, and we're definitely going to take my son there the next couple of years too, as he's uh, going through his high school career and, and doing some stuff like that. So it was interesting to see that. The other ongoing saga is that um, by the time you listen to us, this will be Tuesday, and Aaron Rodgers won't be in camp. Just won't be. But it appears all the wide receivers will be back, so that stupid line of, of, of thought will go away. I mean, there's there's an idea now that possibly um, the receivers weren't going to show up because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. And that is just beyond crazy that, that any of them were going to just do anything like that. There was some talk that maybe – Uh, Adams wasn't happy with his contract and might hold out Pierce. He's in town, ready to play. Uh, everyone else is going to get ready to go. We'll see if, if we're going to be getting Blake Bortles, getting some of those first rounds or, you know, first team snaps, or if we're going to be seeing Jordan love getting them, or if maybe we'll see some kind of split between those two guys. Uh, So that'll be an interesting thing to try to track as well as we go through. Also seeing him playing with the first team group of wide receivers will be an interesting thing to see. And, actually get a better evaluation of what's happening. But the Roger storyline is still dumb, and I still don't care. Um, they're most certainly just in a contract negotiation, is what it just looks like. They're, they're just they're trying to work out this contract. Aaron wants to force the team to have to keep him. And what he, he He's not really looking to leave. He knows he's got a great coach and a, and a good team around him. What he wants is the team to tell him how nice he is and how much they love him and how proud they are of him. And, I mean you get that you're a person who has been working your whole life to do something like this. Nobody likes being told it's over. It's just kind of part of the game and and I understand that too, but he has at least a little bit of power to try to say that he wants to be their starting quarterback for several more years. And the way you do that is make it so they can't afford to cut you. And so he wants to put that, that money he wants to push down maybe those bigger paydays to a year or two down the road in such a way that he can't be cut because I mean cutting him next year is very financially advantageous to the Packers at this point. If he can change his contract in a way that makes it not advantageous for two or three more years, that's in his benefit because he wants to continue doing what he's doing. That's what this is all about for the most part. And and I'm, I'm I am certain of that. And yeah, no he he would rather have that. He's not looking to leave. He doesn't want to start over. He doesn't want to learn a new playbook. He didn't like having to learn a new playbook last time. If if the Packers trade him, they're not sending him to the place he wants to go necessarily. He's he's going to have to go um, where he's traded. He it, and he doesn't necessarily always look out there and see that the I mean the good teams already have quarterbacks. He's not going to go to a good team if he gets traded. And the Packers don't have to trade him. They won't trade him because why would you? So what this is about is trying to negotiate a contract, uh, and both sides are just kind of a little bit content with where they are and a little bit unhappy with where they are. The Packers need cap space. Rodgers needs to be told that he's going to be the starter for the next two or three years, and that's where they are. And that's the only story that should be told. That's the only part of this anybody should be talking about, but it will be the last thing it's talked about because it's way more fun to do the other things if you're one of those people just trying to get clicks. So that's where we are. Uh, one of the other fun things that I did see, uh, Dana Ratke of the women's volleyball team is coming back for another year. So that's a huge addition. Um, they, they lost a couple players here, but they, they are going to get uh, Ratke back, which is fantastic for this team. She is an incredible talent. Um, she was very key in the uh, number one ranking they kept all year. And so it'll be good to have, again, some continuity there. Uh, they're a very talented team moving forward uh, they, they have a real chance of getting to a third straight final four in volleyball next year. And, uh, we'll look forward to seeing them in the, uh, fall when they move back to being a fall sport, uh, as we start getting back to normal. So anyhow, that's, that's kind of where we are this week. Uh, don't have a whole lot more time to run through other things. Um, maybe next week we'll be looking at, uh, you know, requiem for a buck season and we'll see where we are, but hopefully we're still playing some basketball next week and we can still talk brewers until then. um, Make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at cheddar talk. Make sure you follow me at not so humble host. You can follow this show itself at Scotty, Johnny pod and uh, wherever it is that you're listening to us. Thank you again for joining us. Remember that whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin.
0: This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.